0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent, documentary, and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Repro Film Festival is a virtual film festival. It's a five-day virtual film festival dedicated to exploring women's reproductive health care, awareness, advocacy, and Body Integrity in America. It's a terrific lineup of films. It's, a, as I said, a five-day film festival. Each day we'll be highlighting a pre- specific area, particular particular uh, subject matter. We're joined today by the co-founders of the film festival as well as Mama Film, and that would be Leila Meadow-Connor, Mallory Martin, and Debbie Samples. To all of you, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you for having Hi. us.
0: Who's the most appropriate person to sort of kick this off in terms of how the festival and how Mama mm-hmm. Film came about?
2: Leela should take it. Uh, but, I, but I do think that it's great to hear it from your perspective, Mal or Debbie, just because I think you can tell, you're you more concise in telling that Mama Film.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mallory, how did, how did all of this come about? In
3: 2019, uh, Leela started uh, Mama Film, which was a film series all about nurturers. So in-person series in Wichita, Kansas. Um, Debbie and I uh, and Leela all work in the film festival industry. Debbie and I work uh, in our day jobs for the Cleveland International Film Festival. Leela is executive director of the Film Festival Alliance. So we all knew knew each other beforehand and we're all moms. So that was sort of the impetus of Mama Film uh, traveling from Wichita, Kansas to Cleveland, Ohio. And Debbie and I started a Cleveland chapter of Mama Film last year uh, with hopes to do a full in-person series this summer. But when COVID hit, uh, that quickly shut our in-person series down. Then at the end of May, uh, Leela received a small grant, which Leela, do you want to talk about the grant?
2: Sure. We were fortunate enough to receive a grant from the George Dr. George R. Tiller Memorial Fund. Through the Wichita Community Foundation, Dr. Tiller was a um, an abortion provider doctor who um, was from here in Wichita and was assassinated several years ago. So his family now has a fund where they give grants to support projects or about the advancement of women's health care. So we had applied for this grant back in December, then in May, late May, found out that we got the grant. So it was originally intended to be an in-person series in the small microcinema that we run here that is now shut down. A silver lining of this pandemic and everyone being at home is that, you know, we were able to very quickly put our heads together in early June and figure out how we could use this money and how we could be most impactful using the money for uh, November's election, which is when we really wanted to showcase these films and tell these stories and have these conversations.
0: Because it's a virtual film festival, let's talk about the advantages and the way that people can connect with uh, Repro. Um, and I'll t- Debbie, would you like to take that question?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We were actually just talking about this earlier today. Um, you know, if there is a bright spot in all of this, it is that we are able to cast a wider net in terms of audience and even more importantly with partners and resources. So the the heart of the festival is obviously the films, and that's really the we really look at film as a catalyst for conversation, and it's really a great equalizer amongst people. So we need that art form to tell these stories. But then because we are digital, we're able to, earlier today, we were on a call doing a pre-record for one of our call to action conversations. And one person was in Japan, we were in Cleveland, Leela was in Kansas, we had someone in LA, so it was just this beautiful network of individuals coming together to help us work towards reproductive justice through our film festival. And we would not have the capacity or the bandwidth or anything to do that had we been an in-person festival. And then we're also, you know, able to broadcast these to the entire country. And again, had we been, you know, in a brick and mortar environment to do these films that just would not be the case at all
0: well let's talk about the festival itself some of the films uh, and I'll run these basically I'll start with you Mallory to kind of talk about one or two of the films that you think um, you want to highlight talk about them in terms of their relevancy to the issues that uh, repro uh, is about
3: Uh, absolutely so we have um, 25 films in the program total Uh, five of those films are feature films and 20 of them are short films uh, so we have uh, six shorts programs in the festival that range from a variety of topics, from talking about um, the stigma around women's periods to talking about reproductive uh, justice for women of color, to um, the pro-choice movement uh, on our last day of our festival, and um, actually one of the short films that we first programmed that kind of started, helped kick all this off is a film called Stand Still. It's actually one of our few films. It's not an American film. It's based out of the UK, premiered at London Film Festival last year. Um, it's a short film all about postpartum uh, depression, uh, which was something some of us uh, personally have, had gone through after having children. And it was one of the things that connected us a lot. And we um, had great conversations around it. And We thought how great would it be if we invited other women across the country uh, to talk about this and, and share their experiences with it because it's um, it's something that isn't talked about enough. Um, it's something that most people don't understand and it affects so many women all over the world. So, uh, Stand Still is a really great film. It's actually not even part of the shorts program. That's one of our few short films that is that are, um, will be standing alone on its own and then have its own call to action conversation afterwards. So, another besides the films that are very important in our festival, the other key part of it our our call to action conversations, we're having those in tandem with each film or shorts program of the festival. And these go beyond the traditional Q&As around films because we invite experts and other advocates in the conversation to really educate our audience about the topics and give them
2: steps that they can take immediately if they wanna get involved.
0: Leila, do you want to talk about some of the other uh, films that you think are important, Stan? Oh,
2: absolutely. And I think they're all such wonderful films. Mallory did such an amazing job curating this program in such a short time. The feature films are definitely not to be missed. um, And we have some great films that cover such a range of topics from um, illegal sterilization, to policing pregnancy, to endometriosis, to female female sexuality, and women's sexuality, um, and abortion care. one of the things that was really important for us was that all the ticket sales go be directed towards um, beneficiary organizations so all of our net ticket sales will be donated to five beneficiary organizations who are national organizations who are out there on the ground doing this work fighting you know fighting for these rights and so that was really important to us tickets are a pay what you can as well so you can pay five ten or fifteen dollars and we have a a limited number of vouchers available too because access is also very important to us. Without access, uh, there can be no awareness and without awareness, there can be no change. So um, that was really important to us as well. We're very fortunate to have gotten some, to have met some really wonderful women too during this journey. Like one person would introduce us to the next person who would introduce us to the next person and so on and so on and created this really, really powerful village of, of voices and people who are are passionate about these issues and really want to make a change and make an impact. So um, we were really lucky to get connected to the actor and activist Martha Plimpton, who will be receiving our first Changemaker honor. Um, and Martha's wonderful. She, not in addition to all of her amazing acting, she's also the co-founder of an organization called A is for, um, which is a, an abortion rights organization. And all uh, the actor Amber Tamblyn, who moderated a conversation for us, um, Chloe May, Chloe Malas from CNN, who is a reporter there, who talked about her own struggles with IVF. Um, And just an amazing network of women who are joining these conversations of ours and talking about the work that they're doing. The conversations are all free, and they're accessible globally as well. And they'll live on our website.
0: The website, again, is repromamafilm.org. If they want to access the discussions, the moderated discussions, are those going to be a live broadcast or can they go back and watch them after the fact? How, how will that work?
1: That's a good question. So we're doing sort of a hybrid approach to those. So we will do pre-recorded conversations and release them each day based on the suggested viewing time of the shorts programs that are happening during the day. And you can go on our website again, repromamafilm.org to find that. But then each evening for our feature films, the call to action conversations accompanying those will be live. So August 12th through the 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, you can log on to our website or a YouTube account and we're not gonna be Facebook live streaming it as well and you can participate in those conversations in real time.
0: That's great. And you can, you can find out how to do that at the website. Is that, would it be? Yes,
1: yeah, we are asking people to register. These are free events. But registration is required. So we do ask that you go to our
0: website and register that. And we'll send a link to you so they can join in with us. Is that under call to action conversations? That is it. Okay, fantastic. It's there, it's wonderful. I, I started to mention some of the film, featured films, Dilemma of Desire is is one of them, personhood, um, there's a number of them. They all look very interesting. And And this is kind of a jump ball question. Besides the fact that empowerment of women, uh, understanding and, and uh, dealing with issues that face women daily, and how important that is for a society to move forward, is there something about the political climate that we that is particularly acute right now in term, it seems to me it is. Uh, but in terms of women's access to, uh, to choice, to a range of uh, health options, um, seems to be under attack all over the country. Is that another reason? Uh, where, where does that fit into to the reasons that people should be paying attention to what's happening at, at a film festival like yours?
2: One of the reasons that we scrambled to pull this together so fast was particularly because we wanted these dates, um, August 12th to 16th, which lead right into the Democratic National Convention. We are, Mama Film is a 501c3, so while we're not you know, endorsing any candidate per se, we really wanna highlight the policy and educational um, impact programs that so many of these organizations are providing and yes of course and and encourage people to vote it's a vital time to be paying attention to what's happening in this in this country and you know the more that we can spotlight and actually have these conversations that are so often stigmatized even things like menstruation and and endometriosis and issues that women have to deal with. Women make up 49% of the population of the world. And so it's it's incredible that like so much of what we have to deal with personally is we're meant we're made to feel shameful for or embarrassed about or we can't talk about. So absolutely this is the most critical time in in many I think in many elections that you know we need to be paying attention and and thinking really hard about who we're voting for in November and the impact Um, not just the president, but, you know, not just on a federal level, but on a local level and the Supreme Court. um, There are so many things to be thinking about. Go ahead. Tag on
3: to what Leela said too. It's amazing how much of women's reproductive health specifically is tied up in laws and politics Mm -hmm. in this country. Um, And that was something um, that we wanted to highlight within the films in the festival as well. So two films in particular that come to mind are opening night feature film, Belly of the Beast, which talks all about the history and present day continuing occurrence of illegal sterilization in this country. And then also the feature film Personhood, which is all about fetal assault laws in this country. So it's a health festival, um, but in many ways, it's also about rights and laws and the current laws and how many of them don't um, take women into consideration when they're being written. Uh, so we encourage everybody, like Leila said, to not only uh, watch the films, but but to get involved with these organizations that are doing the groundwork that we're highlighting during this week and to also vote accordingly.
1: Right. I'm just going to tag onto that too. And beyond women's rights and decisions about their own bodies being tied up in laws, there's also this Our first day is all about reproductive justice for women of color. And I know we're, you know, Mallory and I are in Cleveland and I know there are a couple cities that have done this, but we have, Cleveland has deemed racism a public health crisis. And oftentimes when we talk about women's rights, women of color are left out of that discussion. And, And it's that systematic racism that is also hitting us here as well. It's, you know, of course, many, many layers to that, but it, it is reproductive justice that we're seeking because reproductive rights and reproductive justice are very different things.
0: Yeah. I'll just throw in my perspective on this. It's it's uh, at a time when the, we see an ascendancy of women um, graduating from college, taking uh, uh, more and more uh, high-paying, high-profile jobs in the corporate sector, when we see so much progress that's being made in, in a lot of fields in the world of politics there is a such a an amazing disconnect from from what i think a lot of people feel is some measure of pro- progress and and as you said leela regarding the supreme court i mean we're we're only we may not be a, a vote away one one justice away from uh, the repeal of roe v wade it could happen any anytime i think this this the composition of this particular supreme court is uh, is one case away from repealing Roe v. Wade and setting back all of these gains that have been made in ways that would be uh, catastrophic. I think so. Um,
2: and in addition to the election and you know that whole set of 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 circumstances that are going on, like you mentioned, Black Lives Matter, that whole. That whole fight. And then additionally, like everything that the toll that COVID has taken on our country in turn, and, th- and that then affects access for so many women, um, for so many different services. So, you know, everything that we're looking at and talking about at this festival is also through those lenses. Yeah. Um, and, and really thinking about like, what's current and happening right now in our country.
0: Well, what state was it where the governor shut down uh, access to essentially planned parenthood because it was considered a non-essential service, right? Where what we're seeing politicians take advantage of what is obviously a a scourge on this country uh, to some, you know, to their to this regressive political agenda. So I want to identify some of the beneficiaries, you identified, Lila, uh, some of this at the beginning, how some of this money will be going, some of the money raised through the festival. Sister Song is one, it's a mission to strengthen and amplify collective voices of Indigenous women and women of color to achieve reproductive justice. Uh, endo, Endodimetriosis Foundation of America, as we d- talked about earlier, uh, something that is is happening on a wide scale. And it's something that's rarely if ever talked about in any constructive or it's talked about at all. And then also the Center for Reproductive Rights, the center uses the power of law to advance reproductive rights as a fundamental human rights around the world. And those are all, and also urge, pardon me, I missed urge. Urge envisions a liberated world where we can live with justice, love freely, express our gender and sexuality and define and create families of our own choosing. So those are three of the or four of the groups that would be beneficiaries from what you are doing with ReproMamaFilm.org. People can find out more about the film festival. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Mallory, I've been starting with you all the time here. Anything you want to add to the film festival or what we just heard or anything else?
3: Yeah. I, I mean, the only other thing that I want to add is that, believe it or not, uh, we sort of from beginning to end almost that this festival will be, have been created within a matter of two months so we want to thank everybody who's been involved so far in helping to make this happen there's no way it would have happened without the giant village of very strong women that we've met along the way helping us to make this happen but you know repro film festival in its first year will technically end on sunday august 16th but we know that this has legs and it's something that we're gonna keep going beyond it. We're hoping to do some year-round programming. Sunday is August 16th. Uh, the election is not until November, so we plan on, on doing more education um, around these topics, more education about voting leading up to November. And yeah, so please uh, check out org. If it's after August 16th that you get a chance to first mm-hmm. learn about us, uh, check it out anyways because
1: we'll have um, information up about all of these topics
0: continually. Debbie, do you want to add anything?
1: I would just reiterate what Mallory said just a huge thanks to everyone who has jumped on board with us because everything was done on a micro timeline (laughs) and a micro budget and it was just this incredible network of individuals who were willing to roll their sleeves up and not only help and dedicate their time and talents to this but also bringing in others that they think would benefit our audience and that's what this is all about again educating everybody as we move towards the election um, to know what you're voting for, who you're voting for, and why you're voting for them. That's what we keep saying over and over. Just educate yourself, educate yourself, educate yourself.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. I also, one of the nice things about the world we live in, one of the, I think, things that can really help filmmakers uh, for their work to be seen is because there are no hundred million dollar blockbuster budgets to publicize films at this point, right? That's, that's something that would not be a, a good uh, money well spent. It sort of flattens out the field for people who are interested in good films and good filmmaking so that in some ways it's a more equal footing for someone who has a smaller film or a film festival that, and, and can compete in the marketplace. And I find that um, a, a welcome development. Uh, for filmmakers and for films and for film festivals and uh, I'm sure Leela, you know a lot about what I'm talking about in terms of your work with film festivals, so.
2: Yeah, and all three of us, you know, coming from the film, with day jobs in the film festival world, um, you know, Cleveland was one of the first film festivals that had to go virtual this year. So uh, Mallory and Debbie are very familiar with this virtual format, which is why I think we had, felt we had the confidence to maybe pull this off, Um, is just remembering the power of cinema and the power of film, and the power of independent storytelling as, um, you know, documentaries and foreign films, especially that just don't get the attention that they deserve and how cinema is such a um, accessible art form to so many people. And uh, it really is a, uh, it really brings people together from all walks of life and allows us to have these conversations about these issues. So uh, again, we just want to thank all the filmmakers who are are really brave to tell these stories that are very personal. um, So many of them, and you know, this wouldn't be happening without them for sure.
0: Thank you all for being here today. Again, we're talking about the ReproMamaFilm.org, the film festival, virtual film festival, starting on August 12th, running through the 16th. And you should check it out. In addition to the films, there's there's conversations to be had about the work as well as the issues surrounding these wonderful films. And I want to thank the founders of Mama.Film and that would be, as well as the founders of ReproMamaFilm. And that would be, Leela Meadow-Connor, Mallory Martin, and Debbie Samples. Thank you all so much for being here today.
1: Thank you,
2: Mike. Thank you for Thank having you. us, Mike.
0: You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar.